not in Kansas anymore. You have my curiosity. Are you telling me you built a time machine? The force will be with you. What up all your cool cats and kittens? Welcome back to another episode of the Get Real podcast. We're starting it a bit crazy this time because we're going to do it on an absolutely mental TV show that's just dropped, but can't do that before I introduce my co-host Chris. I'm Chris Captures and I'm otherwise known as the Tiger King, the gay gun carrying redneck with a mullet. <laughs> <laughs> yes tiger king we're we're doing a bloody episode on tiger king that's what we're doing wow that that is indeed a show we have come a long way chris from doing star wars films christopher nolan's trilogy christopher nolan yeah yeah planning on doing some big big old films and now we're um, doing about joey exotic and speaking of exotic my dogs are absolutely ruining <laughs> this this perfect <laughs> recording <laughs> some so, big cats in the background yeah, yeah, oh god. Wolves, some would say. Wolves, if you've ever seen my dogs. Right, let's get on to it then, Chris. We've got, uh, we got a bloody podcast to do, haven't we? So oh, we have. We better get straight back onto trouble. it. Right, so we're going to hit you with a ton of news first before we discuss the meth-induced trip that is Tiger King. Um, but first bit of news, Sam, Black Widow has finally got its new release date of November 6th. Um, okay. Obviously, loads of films have been moved back, but we didn't know when they were being released. But this week, we seem to have had a ton of announcements of when films are coming out now. Yeah, which is good. It means that we can pop them in our calendars and stuff now and expect when you know we can, we'll can be able to go watch them. We chose an awful year to start a podcast about new, out, new releases and new films, didn't we? Yeah, especially when we just come <laughs> off the back of the Avengers films and, you know, the Star Wars sequelogy. Sequelogy, sequelogy, Skywalker Se- saga. Yeah, I get what yeah, you mean. Yeah, you know the the sequel trilogy, and you know what? We we'll start as we mean to go on. <laughs> so don't Talking about get Tiger King. Won't get any better than this. This is it. <laughs> yeah, if we don't get any new news next week, this is just going to become a Tiger King tribute podcast. This is our move into becoming a true crime podcast. And oh, getting, yeah. getting all the listeners, Chris. We can get the big <laughs> the big podcast books then. Mate, that's where all the money is in podcasts. It's true crime and mental health support groups. Some would say this is a mental health support group, Chris. Yeah. Don't be harsh on yourself. It, it's helping people escape their daily lives in quarantine to have just an hour of good talks about Tiger King. Anyway... Anyway. Some of the dates that you got for uh, these pushbacks then. Yeah, so Free Guy has been moved to December. I wasn't able to find out an accurate date of when, but it's back in December. Mulan has currently been pushed back to July, currently of this year, July 24th. And Candyman at the moment has been pushed back to September 25th, which is getting closer to Halloween, so it kind of makes a bit more sense. That's also going to be a similar time as Quiet Place Part 2 as well. So Wasn't the new Halloween film meant to be out in October as well? Yeah, I haven't heard anything about production shutting down, but they were filming both films back to back and they did start them last year. So I'm not entirely sure whether they finished enough filming for the first film and that's still going ahead or what. We haven't really had any news yet, but... More horror films at Halloween is always good, so... The earliest one that we're probably going to get is Artemis Fowl, right? That's actually going to now be released on Disney+. Plus. It was scheduled to hit theaters in May, but it's going to be delayed until 
August. So, no, sorry, we'll have Mulan first before that. So I'm not entirely sure when Artemis Fowl is coming out now. I'm not sure if it's hitting Disney Plus on its original date or whether it's on it on its pushback date. So it got pushed back, like you said, to August. I'm not sure whether it's going to release in August on Disney Plus or whether it's going to release in May on Disney Plus. Yeah, but it's, it's bit... not getting a theatrical release anymore, I don't believe. No. Oh, right. So Artemis Fowl was already delayed and then this has happened and then it's had to be further delayed. Is that right? So it got pushed, it was meant to release in May, got pushed back to August. Now it's just releasing on Disney Plus, not theatrically, but I'm not sure what date it's going to release on. It uh, might still okay. be the August because I haven't seen any anything saying that it's been brought back forward. I'm not sure about that. And then there's been more delays at Sony as well. Yeah, so Ghostbusters Afterlife, Morbius, the Uncharted film, which is currently halted production, I believe, and Peter Rabbit 2 have all been moved now to 2021. Not even, like, push back till the end of the year. Like, they are gone from this year. It's tough for Morbius, though. Yeah. I think because it's only had one trailer drop, I think it it might be okay. Although it will be closer to Venom 2, so who knows? I mean, it was a big trailer drop, though, wasn't it? I guess a lot of people had a bit more enthusiasm about seeing another Sony Spider-Man film uh, after Venom, but after seeing this trailer as well. I think the most harm that's going to come from this might be to Ghostbusters because that was getting pretty close to its release date. Yeah, true. Um, Are you excited any or most of these films that have been delayed? Well, from Sony being pushed back to next year. Oh, from Sony? Uh, Probably just Morbius, man. I've not seen Peter Rabbit 1. I've not really seen any of the other films. I've seen anything to do with the other films apart from Morbius. But I was was looking forward to Morbius. Obviously, I had my my problems with it when when we... first spoke about it that it's just i'm hoping that it's not morbius versus morbius like one of like a like the venom film but morbius versus matt smith morbius yeah and it will be let's face it it's a it's a formula that works apparently so you would have thought sony would have learned from all the backlash after venom they're trying to do their iron man that's what they're trying to do they're like this is going to be our iron man we're going <laughs> to have a iron man versus iron man but it's going to be a vampire versus a vampire and it's going to it's going to spiral off and then we'll be able to screw Marvel and see you later. But it's not going to happen, to be, be honest. Just, just have Morbius battle him with his own addiction to drinking blood and how he succumbs that and manages to become a sort of anti-hero. Just have that be the journey. It doesn't necessarily need a villain. Yeah, like, I agree. Obviously, every film needs its battle. It's uh, not a battle, but like conflict. What is the conflict? What is the goal that the character wants and what's standing in its way? Like, he just wants to be a normal human being that's not got some deadly infection. So he becomes a vampire and then he's sucking blood and he doesn't want to do that. He just wants to be a normal functioning person. <laughs> Yeah, so make that the conflict. Okay, Chris, so we have a little bit more news. The Some would say the pop vinyls tell all. You have to use it like a crystal ball so you can look into the future of <laughs> what your characters from certain franchises are going to look like. They all have weirdly big heads and tiny bodies. And their bodies <laughs> don't move and their heads wobble about all over the place. <laughs> We've had a, a bunch of pop vinyls leaked for what's coming out. Some of them, not not, you know... Some of them are just releases, but there is a range of releases for the Eternals, which show off potentially what the villain could be. Yeah, so this is following on from the time-honored tradition of the pop vinyls releasing things about villains that aren't announced yet. Yeah. Because films like to play the cards close to the chest about what the villains are, and then... 
But Funko like, don't, with, do they? Funko. No, Funko don't. With Wonder Woman, they revealed that we're actually going to get Cheetah looking like Cheetah. Captain Marvel, they released that Jude Law was playing Yonrog and not Captain Marvel like everybody thought. Yeah, do you remember the Avengers ones which showed the Hulk like getting out of the Hulk buster? It yeah. was just like what? <laughs> it's like why did you, yeah. why did you? and that wasn't even really Oh, it was in the film, but it wasn't the Hulk, it was Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, it was Bruce Banner in there, but they had a pop vinyl of him actually breaking out of it, which was filmed, but they changed it when they rewrote the final act. We got the more disappointing version of it, I reckon. Um yes and no. Like it it had a bit more character drama, but I think it would have been cool to see the Hulk rip out of a suit of armor. Yeah. So anyway, this villain is going to be Crow, K R O, and he is the leader of the Deviants, right? Yes. In the Marvel universe, the Celestials made what they deemed to be a superior race, which then went on to become the Eternals. On this planet, they, uh, I believe Titan it was, they had the Eternals, so the Higherborns, and then they had the Deviants, which came out a little bit mutated and stuff. So Thanos is actually one of the Deviants, which is where they get the multicolored skin from, like the different appearance, whereas the Eternals come out looking a bit more humanoid. Oh, okay. But yeah, so apparently that's going to be the villain. So this might lead into maybe some of Thanos' origins. But I think the main conflict is still going to be between the Eternals, the Deviants and the Celestials, dealing with like sort of like a god complex, what are these creatures doing, playing around with life and stuff like that. It's a perfect time to bring it in after the Infinity Saga, isn't it? So Yeah. So I reckon we might get a few teasers of like baby Thanos or something maybe. But mm. who knows? Very good. Very good. Uh, more we've... characters. More characters, definitely. And we're going cosmic, which will be cool. Yeah, bringing out more of the weirder cosmic stuff in Marvel, which Guardians of the Galaxy first out. I'm going to kind of blitz over the rest of the news bits, apart from a couple of, like, one one big story on here. So Thor Love and Thunder has been pushed back to 2022 because the shooting's been delayed because of everything that's going on. Pretty, yep. pretty disappointed, really looking forward to that. Were you? Yeah, but I feel like Taika Watiki is going to take that time to make it probably even better. Defo. Like, I don't think he's just going to be sat around waiting for production to be starting. It'll yeah. be like tweaking the script and getting stuff. Did you see he got a quarantine cut today or yesterday? No, I didn't. Yeah, everything off. Everything off. Everything off. Wow. Yeah. Have you got a quarantine cut yet? Um, no, mine's just sort of growing out at the moment. Yeah, that's well. That's the quarantine. That's the other quarantine cut. So like, it could be one of two evils, really. It could be either <laughs> you shave it all off, like total uh, castaway style on it, or <laughs> you've gone total uh, Britney on it. It's either or. I did shave at the beginning of the the quarantine. It's it's coming back now. Mm. like a, a nice stubbly beard now i originally just went to trim like i had a couple long hairs that i had left from last time i trimmed it so i went to do them and i didn't check where the measuring thing on the razor was and just took the entire side off and i was like shit now i need to shave <laughs> uh, sounds like we need to get a certain razor company to sponsor this podcast Chris, oh so maybe can, we do uh... anyway we digress ant-man 3 is to be written by rick and morty's jeff loveness yeah, so Jeff is one of the main writing staff on the in the writers' room for Rick and Morty. So I think that's a good shout, like for the kind of comedy they go for with Ant Man. 
yeah. think he's definitely a good choice. I agree. I think it's definitely a good choice. I agree with you. Uh, and then, also, what oops. what do you think Ant Man three is going to be called? So we had Ant Man and Ant Man and the Wasp. Do you reckon they're going to go with the Wasp and Ant Man just to tip things on its head? May, I mean, maybe. I mean, that'd be a very Rick and Morty kind of Morty and Rick move, wouldn't it? But I, yeah. reckon, I don't know, man. I, I think it leaves off with quite a happy story for them and i don't really know any ant-man villains for who it could be that they go up against maybe the original guy comes back maybe yellow jacket yellow maybe. jacket didn't he get killed at the end of the last one though uh, i think he because they've uh, got a way of killing all the villains i think most of the ant-man villains tend to be hank pym villains like hank pym when he became yellow jacket or when he made ultron and stuff like that like i think most ant-man villains tend to just be hank pym and his crazy thing so maybe michael douglas does something wrong and but we've already had ultron they changed ultron's origin didn't they they sometimes have a habit of bringing other villains as well in that wouldn't necessarily go up against that person and kind of blur the lines a little bit Uh, anyway chris uh, san diego comic-con is still going ahead in july i think that's a bit of a an optimistic well we won't have any we won't have any actually we'll have the eternals trailer won't we i was about to say we won't have any marvel trailers to drop so is it still going ahead as an actual convention that you can buy your tickets for at the moment, yeah, tickets, if there were any tickets left, are still up for sale because obviously they sell like a year ahead. I think it's typically like September time they release. Nothing's been cancelled yet. Everything seems to be going ahead. Promotional material's still going out for it. So mm. they're being optimistic. <laughs> I guess people that are going to want to release news and stuff like that, the original release dates and stuff that people would be lining up alongside revealing at SDCC probably be rethinking that now you know with everything being pushed back and for other things being pushed back into potential release dates as well anyway we'll see we'll see if it whether it still goes ahead or not yeah it seems pretty close for like having such a big gathering like there's going to be hundreds of thousands of people there and they're going to come from all over the planet like yeah Seems a little bit risky. Depending on whether tra- traveling and stuff still allowed to be done in that kind of that freely yeah. still, because I mean yeah. the US isn't letting anybody in from countries that have uh, that have had big issues with COVID, are they? So yeah, well that's the thing, and people from all around the world have already got the tickets, haven't they? So mm. speaking of events happening or not happening, South by Southwest's film festival has not been cancelled, but it will air for free if you've got an Amazon Prime membership, which is really cool. Get to see some funky new artistic films releases because South by Southwest always have wacky films on. I think it's a really good shout. This I think I would never really put a lot of attention on South by Southwest. Just you kind of read up on it afterwards. I think maybe yeah. because it's on Amazon Prime, a lot of people have Prime memberships for multiple different reasons, maybe just for music or for delivery and stuff. So it's probably a good good shout for getting just kind of like your average Joe to watch it. I always pay attention to South by Southwest because I always hear people talking about weird, interesting films. It tends to be more sort of like the weird horror films and stuff like that that I hear about people talking. Like we said when we were discussing like the future of cinema going digital and stuff like this, this might give a much bigger audience to a lot of these small independent films that people are going to see from South by Southwest. Yeah, true. True. Definitely true. Like, a lot of these like either get small internet releases after the fact and they just sort of get washed away with like the back catalogue of Amazon or Netflix or something. But if they're being pushed out like this, it's going to reach a lot more people than the just the film festival in Houston would have. 
So yeah, I think it's a pretty good move. I think it's definitely a good move. Some would definitely. also say a very good move was doing a documentary on exotic pets. Uh, some would say that. Some would say it would be the documentary smash of 2020. And some would say it'd be really good to do a podcast episode on it as well. <laughs> some would say that. The people that voted for this on Instagram versus the Invisible Man. And this absolutely landslided it, didn't it? <laughs> Yeah, like I think that poll had more votes than any other poll that we've ever done. And well, people well. just couldn't get enough of that gun-toting, meth-smoking, mullet-wearing, big cat lover. All you that voted for Tiger King, you better be listening to this now. <laughs> we tried to keep the news yeah. as quick as we can so we can get straight onto topic because this documentary is absolutely insanity. The fact is, as well, I would never have watched this without the quarantine being on. No. I probably I, never would have sat down and watched it. I never would have sat down and watched it if not for all the recommendations and stuff that we got. I've only watched this because of all the memes and uh, obviously because the voting won on it. But, yeah, it's it's just nuts. It's just crazy. Ugh. Like you, we, we spoke last time, didn't we? And you said that this guy was on a Louis Theroux episode, and I'd, I'd definitely yeah. remember watching that episode. It's just, it, it's, it, it just goes from like one extreme to the next, and it's mad. and it's not just like it's one bizarre person. Like everybody involved in this entire shenanigan is bizarre. So, like, let's go through the people. So you got Joey Exotic and his two husbands that are straight. <laughs> Yeah, you've got Doc Antler, you've got Jeff Lowe, you've got the guy that becomes an FBI informant, an ex-con who's definitely uh, murdered somebody. By the way, really quickly, we're not going to try and beat around the bush with spoiling this because you nah, really screw it. you really should just go and watch it. It's real life. <laughs> it's real life and you just you're just going to feel so much better knowing that these kinds of people exist. um who else have you got then you've got carol baskin that bitch carol baskin yeah you've got a dead husband yeah possibly (laughs) murdered husband Um, who else have you got in this somebody's arm gets ripped off by a tiger like oh yeah like every episode just starts with something bizarre happening and then that's what the episode's about you've got all his park staff as well You've got all the other people that own the other parks, like his competition. The whole thing, like, you think, yeah, it's going to be this guy. Like, what was your first thoughts when you saw this? Like, not when you watched the first episode, but before you actually watched anything to do with this, what did you think this was going to be about? Right, so, like we said, I had had just seen or rewatched the episode that he was in with Louis Theroux. So I was like, I knew he was like some weird guy that had a big cat park. And I was like, okay. I knew he was kind of crazy. <laughs> I was like, right, okay. That's the understatement. And then I see, the, uh, I see a bit of promotional material just being there, like something to do with murder. I was like, oh, did he push someone into a tiger enclosure and they got ripped to pieces or something? Like, I had no idea what was going on. Like, I just knew it was going to be weird and I just started to see people talking about it. I just seeing like, Carol Baskin memes. I, like, I didn't have an impression, like, because I just didn't have a clue what was happening until yeah. I started that first episode and, like, the first 10 minutes kind of just hits you in the face with everything that's about to happen and you're like, holy shit, this is insane. Yeah, have you watched the trailer for this? I did do after the fact, yeah. 
it's because the trailer for this is just it's it's so much it's just it it tells you everything that's going to happen and you're like what on earth is this and first episode just drops you straight in it it's that rick kirkham just going on about all this is going to happen and it's going to be crazy and i think it's funny that they started to make a documentary about something else and then like the fbi got involved and everything like that (laughs) Yeah, like that that's the first thing I would happen and the fact that's in like the last couple of episodes just kinda is a credit to how batshit this whole thing is. Like the first like the first impression I had of it when I saw the like the photo of it on Netflix and like the little stint that you get at first. I thought it was gonna be like making a murderer, but there's just tigers involved. You know what I mean? Like this guy's <laughs> like he runs he runs a park full of big dangerous cats and he like kills him, you know, not 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 the cats, but people, you know. I thought he was gonna be yeah. like a murderer, which questionably at the end, you know, he is is he attempting it? Then I will leave that up to a discussion later. Yeah. But and then I'm watching it and it's like this guy's on like bloody Spotify and he's oh, oh my god, it's just <laughs> it's just where where do you start with Yeah, Joe we, we haven't mentioned that he's a country music star. You can go on Spotify now. <laughs> And listen to two of his songs. You can listen to <laughs> Hear Kitty Kitty and Make America Exotic Again. Are two <laughs> tracks. So I loved the fact like it took like until a couple episodes in when you find out that he's making his own music before you find out that most of the music that's been playing in that, like the country stuff about big cats, was his own music. I know, that's it. You, you, real, you then realise that everything you've heard is probably his music. And it's it's just... Uh, it, and the fact that... The thing is, as well, it's not even his music. He's lip-syncing to somebody else singing. Chris, this has got 200,000 streams on Spotify here, Kitty Kitty. <laughs> Yeah, most of them have probably come after the show has gone out. So his Instagram account had like 1.5 thousand followers. After this show's come out, a week ago, he had coming up to like 200,000. It's just, just stuck. And you know what the crazy thing is? I mean, we're talking that he's got 200,000 streams on here, Kitty Kitty, right? This got released on Spotify on the 29th of March. So this this year, this, yeah, this documentary has come out, and <laughs> they've released the music at the same time. And his whoever looks, you know, his his husband at the time or whatever that Dylan Passage just probably thought, oh, quit release the stuff because it's gonna everyone's gonna want to listen to it. So the one that they put up is the one that's about killing Carol Baskin. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> smart with marketing. Like, although they're all like methed out of the reds, <laughs> they all know what they're doing, like to get views online, and don't they? Yeah, oh, he's an absolute, he's an absolute marketing genius, mate. Really, when you think about it. <laughs> right. Well, let, let's let's get on to some uh, more organised talk about this. Song. Right. What do you want to talk about first, Sam? Well, we've, I mean, we've covered off his music. <laughs> that was my first thing. <laughs> I don't, I don't really know. I mean, there's so many. There's so many twists and turns in this. What was the one bit in this that had you really, like, gobsmacked that happened? I think the major one that the documentary took a turn for me was when we found out that Carol Baskin may have potentially killed her ex-husband. Okay, okay, that's good, because that's not the one that I was thinking of. So, yeah, I've actually... I had two moments in this where I had to, like, stop it and think... What? And I had to like go back and replay it because I was just like, what the hell? 
Yeah, uh, I had several moments like that, but like this was like the biggest one for me. I was like, yeah, what? There's a on. second potential murder in this? Yeah. So before, like, this is like, we've, we've touched on Joe Exotic right now. We're probably going to talk a lot more about Joe Exotic, but let's first of all talk about his arch nemesis, Carol Baskin, and the fact that she has probably murdered her husband. I am totally on team Carol killed her husband. Like, <laughs> it is definitely, definitely happened. The other thing you've got to consider is these documentaries will try to spin stuff a certain way, right? Yes, so I have been watching more stuff trying to be like, oh, these are the details that the documentary missed out and stuff. Yeah, they were definitely trying to push an agenda because if you notice, whenever everyone's talking about the fact that she might have killed her husband, yeah, the evidence really stacks up against her, but everyone's just there like, when people are like, oh, but this is what actually happened, but I have no evidence. Nobody has any evidence for all the hard claims that they're making. You have the sheriff or whatever, like, saying this is the evidence and it's really goddamn suspicious, but we can't pin anything on her. Well, when you look at the way... Everyone else. The way the... Is it Don... uh, What was his name? Anyway, there's, there's like a... Like a few people that they interview, don't they? They interview um, Don's uh, business partner. They interview his lawyer uh, and his secretary and his and his oh, family. Oh, you talk about her ex-husband, Don Lewis, is it? Yeah, Don Lewis. That's it. Yeah. So they talk to a lot of people that knew him, and they're all very, very much convinced and give quite good reasons as to why that Carol would have probably have murdered him. But also all the people that they interview about it definitely have a grudge against Carol. Yeah, (laughs) For other reasons except for the murder. Like, she got most of the money that would have gone to his ex-wife and his children, or it's extra ex-business partners that got shafted after he died and everything. But she doesn't deny the fact that she went and changed, that she was the executor, and that she went and... took those documents and it just seems so weird yeah the original drafts of the will went missing but then they they showed up and the first line is if i disappear if i die or disappear it's like hmm that seems oddly specific considering you just disappeared a week ago that that's like the craziest thing and you can tell that the uh documentary maker uh what was his name eric good you could tell he was really going for like trying to get these police and his lawyer and stuff to say that the fact someone's put that on a will is just super suspicious. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even um, the lawyer was like, you know, he couldn't say, I think she did it, but he was like, I'm not going to go there. I'm just not going to go there. There is like reasons why everyone's saying that she broke into that trailer and got the documents and stuff, but considering that woman used to work for Don and Carol, that was technically her trailer. If she owned the estate between her and her husband... That was technically her trailer. It was yeah. the office for her employee. Yeah. So she wasn't really breaking any rules, like breaking into it. But then it seems to be very suspicious that certain things may have gone missing. But also, who was it? It was the one that did all the business dealings for Don Lewis, wasn't it? I can't remember her name. Like I said, I'm bad with names. But she had just been caught for potentially trying to embezzle funds from them both. If you had just been trying to embezzle funds and somebody broke into your office, which they own... You can't really argue against that, but you're going to have a grudge, so you're going to be like, oh, well, she's not so good neither. No, true. 
I've seen a lot of people coming out as well, just there, like, they missed some of the evidence out with Don Lewis's disappearance, blah, blah, blah. Like, they're making a villain out of Carol. It's like, they are. And then they're like, oh, the internet's like proper harassing her about it and stuff. I was like, I don't think they're harassing her. I think they're just putting a lot of memes out there. I know, and I don't <laughs> think it helps the fact she's just so weird. Like, yeah. she's, she's really, really, she's got crazy eyes, you know what I mean? She's... Well, that's the thing. Whenever yeah. they mentioned it, like she was just like unflinching and so nonchalant. Like that seems sinister in itself. Yeah, that's it. And it's the whole, it's the whole like, well, I, I don't know, and you know that kind of response rather than yeah, like being almost weirdly open to talk about it. So, Sam, yeah. if you owned over one hundred and fifty wild tigers and lions, and you had murdered somebody maybe accidentally or maybe murdered somebody, would you feed them to the cats to get rid of the evidence? Or would you bury it under a septic tank? What would you do? I mean, I'm no I'm no murderer, Chris. <laughs> but if you were, hypothetically. Hypothetically, if I was, I mean, you would... I mean, there was also a meat grinder that was was involved, but I mean... But there's disputes about what how big the meat grinder was, like... The the documentary showed like a big industrial sized one, but then everyone on Carol's side saying it's like a little hand crank one, yeah, like that you can make it maybe a meatball out of. Oh yeah, no, you could. Make You're not a... fitting a body in that, are you? No. But the, but the so that... what is it? We don't know. I don't know. I'd probably feed it to the cats and then bury the bones underneath the septic tank. That's the way yeah. you do it. Well, they can. They can if the bones are small enough at that point, they can digest bones. But are you then going to chop up bones as well? Goodness me, it's it's just it's just crazy. How how does someone like the fact that he didn't get to he didn't get to the plane, but that's where he was going, right? And he wrote that. I mean, we have to remember the fact that he wrote all that stuff about Carol as well, like how he felt threatened and how he was trying to get a restraining order put on, and the things that he was saying to his friends. It's like you know, this woman's an absolute nutcase, really. Yeah. Yeah, and you know he but was. But she's going... disputing it all, saying that he was getting Alzheimer's and dementia and stuff. Yeah, and then his friends were like, "No chance! Like he weren't like that." But he was yeah. gonna go to Costa Rica, right? I reckon that if he went to Costa Rica, he wouldn't have come back. I reckon that was it. That was gonna be him making his mistake. He can't get a restraining order on it. He was gonna probably set up a divorce and a divorcer from Costa Rica. I reckon. Yeah, probably. But if someone like that crazy gets uh, gets an idea and yeah, it's I don't know, I don't know. I wish I wish I knew answers. It's more frustrating watching something and not having that kind of conclusion. To yeah, he disappeared and they found this. They just found nothing. He just literally vanished off the face of the earth. Well, one conclusion that's come from the series is because there's so much traction and so many people talking about it, the case has been reignited now. So the chief of police or whatever it is in that part of florida has now put out requesting more information and apparently he's getting 10 new tips a day but how legitimate are the tips is going to be a different question obviously there's going to be lots of people following this show but yeah there's also going to be a lot of people thinking that they've got an idea and stuff and some crazy people will tip it as though yeah i i saw this and it's like no you thought you thought you saw it on a documentary series and you're just failing to give more detail yeah, like they would have to vet the legitimate uh, le- legitimacy of these claims. But 
you never know. Maybe something will come of it and we'll have a definitive answer one way or another in the next couple of years, maybe. Yeah, also, a, a do you reckon that should be a sequel series? Well, this is it's it. an entire nine-part documentary series about Carol Baskin killing her husband? I don't think I could go for a full nine. I mean, we had like a two-episode documentary on that alone, really, and then more of it spread out throughout The Tiger King. But yeah, I think that there is talks of this, isn't there? About like a, yeah. a mini series about uh, Carol Baskin, and uh, I've, I've, I'm reading your notes here, and so there's now a mini series in pre-production with Kate McKinnon from Ghostbusters and Saturday Night Live and stuff as an executive producer, and she's going to be playing Carol Baskin. Now, this was apparently in the works before the series even came out. Apparently, like they had seen some of the stuff and like been interested in the story. Yeah, so now that the series is out, like everyone's watching it, Jared Leto and Dax Shepard are now like, I want to play Joe. The miniseries is going to be about their rivalry and like maybe lead up to like the murder for hire stuff. But Joe Exotic said that if there was ever going to be a film made about him, he wanted Dave Spade to play him, which already <laughs> he looks like him. He's played characters that look the exact same as him in films before. It's almost a no-brainer. And also, Dave Spade has done impressions of him on his Instagram and stuff now. I mean, let's face it, if this happens, who wins? Joe Exotic wins if this happens, yeah. doesn't he? Absolutely. Like, he'll be loving it. Whether he earns money from it or not is a different question, but he's going to be absolutely loving it if they make a film about it. A lot of the cast, while we're on the topic of this really quickly, aren't happy with how the representation of them has been. Like, more so on Carol's side and Joe Exotic's, like, ex-husband and stuff. They've actually spoken to, like, news outlets and said that they're really unhappy with, like, a lot of stuff got missed out. And so I reckon that they will probably be trying to fight this scripted miniseries from happening. But, you know, Netflix is a a bit of a force to be reckoned with now anyway. I don't know if it's with Netflix necessarily, but Carol thought she was making a documentary that was meant to be like the Blackfish, but for big cats in America. She thought she was doing some like, like major like documentary about freeing big cats in America, not a Joey Exotic documentary where she was a side character. Little did she know. Doc was not happy at all with how he was portrayed as a cult leader um, (laughs) who euthanizes tiger cubs he was not happy about that john finley the entire documentary he's only being interviewed with no teeth and no shirt on (laughs) but apparently during the making of the documentary he had full dental reconstruction and they shot stuff with him like that and they just left out the documentary entirely to paint this picture of him so he's not happy about that just madness (laughs) jeff lowe loves how he was depicted apparently Although, yeah, I think... it, it definitely seems like he is the criminal mastermind behind all of that. Like, I'll give you my opinion later on on what's yeah, actually for happened. Sure. For sure. But uh, it, that guy is a nightmare to society in himself. Also, one of the people that the interviewing about the fact that Carol might have killed her husband is another big cat owner who is an ex-drug kingpin who's served time in jail and has murdered people. Like... <laughs> Like, he seems a legitimate source, doesn't he? This is what I mean. This is just why this goes from crazy to worse, doesn't it? It's just... It's, 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 I, I just don't know. It's, there's so much. Like, 
I am currently looking. I, I forgot Big Shaq was in this at the beginning. <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal, yeah, yeah. He bought yeah. Uh, he bought two um, tigers. That yeah. was the thing. And also, he's he, unfriended uh, Joe Exotic on all social medias. Yeah, well, he's kept those photos of him up on his social media, of course. Yeah. So basically, Joe Exotic's still in prison. So his messages on his Instagram are being relayed by, uh, I think it's his, uh, yeah, it's his husband now. There was there was a post like. Before the last post that was on his Instagram, the last one was 78 weeks ago, so a good amount of time yeah. ago. Yeah, it was, I think, six weeks or six days before he got locked up. And the comments are just absolute, just just genius. Rest in peace, Golden Nuggets is a, a comment <laughs> on. Terrible. But the last photo that got put on was a photo of a tiger in a cage saying at two million follows, the tiger will be let out of the cage and the games will begin. <laughs> Uh, was that covered in the documentary about the tigers being released somewhere in Iowa from a different private estate? Yeah, that was. Or covered, was that in the yeah. Louis Three one? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, no, that was that was covered. Yeah. So Robert Moore is hosting the Tiger King podcast about the show, and he thinks Margot Robbie should play Joe Exotic. And wait, Margot, wait, 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 Margot Robbie should play Joe Exotic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I kind of think she what? would probably smash it after seeing like I Tonya, like seeing how she can disappear into a role. Like I think she'd be great. It's like um Charlize Theron in Monster. Like she looked nothing like herself. She looked just like that character. I, th- I reckon like put a bit of prosthetics on Margot Robbie and give her the mullet. I reckon she could do that role. Uh, I, I, Sam <laughs> Sam is stunned. <laughs> I, I'm really stunned. I had to walk away from the mic and think about that for a second because. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's like imagine her with like the fringe from I Tonya, like that sort of like half crazy look in her eye type thing. Yeah, maybe, maybe I don't know. I think I'd have to see some uh, really good <laughs> mock ups, like photoshops of it, to get a bit of an idea. But maybe, like because maybe. did you ever watch My Name Is Earl? Uh, no, I don't think I did. No. Uh, so there's a female actress in that. She was also in. Dead or Alive film, if you ever remember that, based off the video game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that awful film. There's a female actress, I'll have to get her name up, she looks like Margot Robbie's older sister, but she, when she was on My Name is Earl, looked like a female version of Joe Exotic. Yeah, it's uh, Jamie Presley. Oh no, it's going over my head, this man. Right, well, we'll look at it later, we'll look at it later and have a look later on. Yeah, you carry um, on talking. <laughs> so, obviously, we're both on the same Carol Killed Don boat with this. Uh, the next thing that I've wanted to talk about was this copyright case that happened, just because that was just so, so mental, like, how, how ballsy Joe Exotic is at, like, just absolutely gunning for people. Did you see like how he really like matched the logo and stuff, and he like shot that mannequin and stuff uh, like that? <laughs> yeah, he was proper going after it. Like he stole like like you said the logo and the name from her. Like created uh, that website that uh, <laughs> used the yeah. same images and everything. Yeah, and then he put everything in his mum's name so that when the copyright claims came through, they were looking to take money off her, not Joe. I know. And then there was that GoFundMe video where she was like blaming Carol Baskin. Yeah, and it was just like, what is going on? Like the bits that had me where I had to like stop watching this, and then 
uh, like take a minute was the bit where Jeff Lowe uh, it just introduces his character in his character not really a character it introduces him <laughs> in but uh, I have to remember that this is real life Chris this isn't just yeah. a film he's got that lion and it's that really long shot of where he's like stroking that lion and it's right at the end of an episode and then the lion like starts to like attack him <gasps> but yeah. he just he just like fucking puts his hand down on the lion's face and then he's like get out Lauren get out and then He's got a big like gash down his arm. It's like, what is going on? Why would you do that to a lion? Yeah, so he's like playing with it, isn't it? And then it catches him with his claw or something. And like you see him, he like swings a punch in its face so that its head goes down, and he holds it by like its face and its neck. Yeah. And then they like hose it down. And like this guy is not clearly not good at raising animals. <laughs> like like it's not the first time like you've seen him slapping an animal or something. Like this guy is a nightmare. Yeah, I just I, that really just like had me like, what? Just, just like what? You have to be next level crazy to do that. Well, we know he's crazy. He's a millionaire who uses cubs to try and like influence girls into sleeping with him and his wife, and he strangled his ex-wife. Yeah, he he did. That that's glossed over a few times, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, the fact that he strangled his ex-wife and nearly killed her. I thought he did I thought he did kill her. I didn't think she died. Oh, I don't know. I don't Let's know. find out. Welcome to the Get Tiger King podcast, the podcast where we fact check all of the documentaries things to see if he actually killed their wives. This is like the Jamie to my Joe Rogan right now. Constantly on the Google search. Not quite as quick as Jamie though, I've gotta be honest. Little bit, uh, little bit of work to do there, Chris, with the speed of you googling and. There's so many different outlooks on it, and outlooks, Chris. She's either dead or she's not. Goodness me, I'm trying to find an actual legitimate source here. Leave it to the listeners, Chris. Leave it to the listeners. We've done enough yes. googling. We've done enough. Googling I've typed strange instead of strangled. That might be why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was that moment, and then there was the moment where you see that CCTV footage of Travis off camera shoot himself oh that was like another big one for me like he just fucking capped himself but i feel i feel so bad for like the guy that does like the presidential stuff for him yeah like he seems like such like a sweet guy like he's the only like innocent one out of all of it and and you see his reaction he's like yeah he's like he almost well he says doesn't he? he thinks that it's like he was playing like a joke on him or something and yeah. then he has that moment where he like stands up and realizes it's so haunting, man. You see him saying his name and stuff, and you just see his face like drop. And when you see the flash, it's just oh, it's horrible. That was that was genuinely really sad because you got to think like like Travis was like so young in comparison yeah. to to Joe and stuff. And I think that's the points where you see like maybe the true evil. Uh, that Joe Exotic was at to yeah. that point where I think he was kind of like he was kind of unwillingly like Joe Exotic clearly is like a bad guy in all this like the stuff that he did with Travis and stuff I don't think he intentionally meant to harm this guy but he must have known that he was using drugs and money to influence this 19 year old like yeah, and this guy was just like fucked up out of his head the entire time. He was he kept saying like he was a massive weed head. It was like it was definitely more than just weed that this guy was taking. Well, like, they said he was a massive every head. clip yeah. of it. 
19 years old, you move across country and you get influenced by this guy. Drug addicts will do anything to get a fix. Ends up getting into a three-way marriage with this guy, even though he's straight. And it's just his mental health is declining and declining and declining. And then he's just there like, oh, no, this gun can't fire unless it's got a magazine in it. So he takes the magazine out. Clearly, there's still one left in the chamber. Also, this is a guy that just used to fire guns randomly all the time in the park. Like, this guy was not well and then accidentally killed himself. I mean, accidentally. I mean, you don't know, do you? You don't know. Well, you don't know, no. Like, he was clearly joking about it, but how much of a joke was it? But it's very rough, that bit. And then it follows it up with that bloody memorial that Joe Exotic built for him and the funeral. That, and it's like, that wow. funeral. So he invites all his family down and they're all dressed like rednecks at this funeral, except for Joe, who's like in a full... He's, he's in like a priest's uniform. Like he's got the white collar and everything. Wearing a cowboy hat. And he's giving a speech about how he used to dangle his balls in his face when he was alive in front of his m- grieving mother. Describing talking about his little as, golden nuggets. Describing him as golden nuggets. And then he, and then he does <laughs> he a He loved his balls, that boy. They were like golden nuggets to him. And then he does that <laughs> performance as well. Oh, Chris, what? we need to talk about his presidential campaign. <laughs> This 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 is where it gets from crazy to crazier, and I was like, "What?" Like, totally. And then he realizes he couldn't go for president and goes for governor instead, and gets a scary amount of votes. Really, so he comes third place. But when you look, he only actually got about six hundred votes. I mean, that's still a lot of votes for someone like that. I mean, it is a lot of votes, but when you think about how many people are in that part of the country. It's not that many. I know, like, man, but it that... is blown out of proportion. It is crazy that he got even more than five votes from the people that work for him. Well, even the people that work for him end up turning against him towards the end, don't they? I think the only person that stays by him is his, not his park manager. No, it was his park manager, I think. The one with no legs. Yeah, he ends up kind of still, he goes in, doesn't he, and tries to support yeah. him and try to yeah. tries to clear him he's, but yeah he still testifies a little bit i think most of them were just sort of like there's all this footage that's been shot over the years we know that we all could face something in the long run so we're going to testify against him also he's not exactly a great guy now yeah. that he's not here and we're like seeing like the influence that he had on all of us he's not exactly a great guy no no and then you've got his you, you can really see the damage that like being around him did to that eric cowie who was the head keeper who was the guy at the end with like the long blonde hair he's got that like hoodie with like the lion on it and stuff you can see it you know what i mean i remember this documentary has been filmed over like a really long time years ago and yeah, you can well, see the change in people can't you so, like, this documentary was being made for, like, two years, I think, but they've got footage going back 20 years, or nearly, since, like, the documentary was first being made, because they were making a reality show, sorry, not a documentary, mm. as such. Right, everything that I'm searching for Jeff Lowe, like, because this com- has come out, nothing's talking about his ex-wife or even strangling her or anything, like, everything's just about him stealing the zoo. We'll have to just wait for the miniseries. I've typed in Jeff Lowe's strangled first wife and none of the results are actually talking about it. You have to rewatch this whole series again, mate, to see what happened, unfortunately. That's how they're getting you. Because he only did, like, a couple months in jail, didn't he? Which made me think that he didn't actually kill her. Yeah, I don't know, man. We'll have to check it afterwards anyway. Uh, Do you reckon Joe Exotic 
did pay Alan Glover to kill Carol Baskin. So here's my hot take from it all. I think most people in their life have said that they wish they could kill someone or something. They've just meant it hypothetically. Do I think Joe was a bit more extreme with his views? Yes. But I think personally that Jeff has set everything up. Because Jeff was the one that got him in touch with the guy. Jeff was the one providing all the money. Before Jeff came on the scene, it was just sort of a joke of just there, like, I'm going to kill this bitch. And then as soon as Jeff came on the scene, it became a serious thing. And Jeff clearly, from day one, only wanted one thing, and that was to get all the tigers and get the zoo. Mm -hmm. He wanted Joe out the picture full stop. So I reckon, more than anything, he's the one to blame for it all. He's the one that's pursued it all. And that's why he was so hesitant. The only reason like, he teamed up with the FBI was because he was undergoing his own claims. And if he wasn't on the side of the FBI, he was going to jail for a long time. Get your tinfoil hat on, Chris, because I think there's a lot more conspiracy theories at work here with this. Joe was definitely in the wrong for many things. Do I think that he was actually going to try and get someone to kill her? Maybe not. Not without Jeff pushing the entire thing. I think there was more chance of Joe killing himself and all his cats than actually getting people murdered. Mm. I reckon this is going to be one of those series where a bit like making a murderer when we had more news stories come out like later on and then they went back and did another season. I'd, I mean, I'd love to have another season of this, but I doubt you're going to get any of these on camera ever again, apart from Joe Exotic. News and stuff like Worldwide is probably going to be closer to this story now. So where do you come down on it? Do you reckon he was the guilty party in it, or what? I don't know. I think I think the documentary tries to steer you in a way where you don't think he did it. I think maybe he may have got to a point. He was under a lot of financial pressure from Carol. So maybe. And also, don't yeah. forget he, that the seeds and stuff were being planted in his head from Jeff and from that Alan Glover and stuff, you know, like in conversation and that. I mean, if yeah. if someone was to turn around to someone like Joe Exotic and say, you know what, I, I'll do it for you, then do you reckon he would really say no? The way the documentary is laid out, these same people that are saying that, like, Carl Baskin's been made out into a villain and it's made, like, a martyr out of Joe and stuff, I think the, the downfall with the documentary is that it lost sight of what it was doing. It was setting up this whole murder mystery thing, but then in the middle it kind of just got to, like, it was just a love affair, like, making everybody love this really dislikable, wacky, bizarre guy in this situation and then you can tell like the last episode is like a course correct it's like this guy is now getting arrested for murder for hire we need to try and make him out into a villain which i think is what they did in the final episode they proper started to change the way they depicted joe yeah and i, f I feel like it didn't seem intentional enough like it didn't seem like they were like trying to build someone up to like shatter your expectations because like we said since the beginning they've been so in these seeds of like he really wants to harm this woman mm. so i think that maybe when they were editing the series they started to kind of fall in love with joe like this is such a bizarre guy that's going to get us in our uh, documentary into the headlines let's talk about all the weird funny stuff that he does and then they were like oh shit we've only got an episode and a half two episodes left and this is meant to be a murder mystery so that quick let's like course correct and show you how much of a dickhead he is and how he's trying to get this woman murdered yeah true true like there's so much stuff missing 
from the documentary, which is out there to find. All you need to do is watch one single YouTube video nowadays. You can find it all out. Like, I can't come down on which side of the argument it is. I think nobody in this situation is good. So we're going to have plenty of time to digest and think about where we kind of sit on the Tiger King himself. However, Chris, we're going to have a little look and see where they all are now to uh, finish us off for this episode. I'm going to go through each one. This is from news.com.au, so a bit of Aussie Aussie news outlets to help tie this up for us. Five for some Tiger King news! <laughs> um, so, yeah. Oh, but... bloody blimey, mister! Okay. I sound like an American doing a British accent. <laughs> let's talk about Joe first. Obviously, Joe, yes, he's still in prison. Uh, he'll likely be there for a while yet. He was sentenced mm-hmm. to 22 years for the attempted murder for hire of Carol Baskin. However, he is now filed... Sorry, I think you mean that bitch Carol Baskin. That bitch Carol Baskin. However... He has filed a federal lawsuit seeking nearly $94 million in damages, claiming yep. that he was convicted based on false and, perjur- and a perjured testimony, which is yep. kind of true because the story changes completely when that Alan Glover goes on the stand. But anyway, uh, he also said that he was singled out for prosecution because of his sexuality, but he has now some very some famous supporters such as Cardi B. Yeah, she started a GoFundMe to get him released. To cover his legal costs. Yeah. So Jesus. That's where Joe is at the minute. I, I think he's been the fall guy for Rob Lowe and the rest of him. Like, they were all involved in dodgy dealings. Jeff Lowe. Yeah, Jeff Lowe. What did I say? Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe. <laughs> the actor Rob Lowe. Yeah. I was going to say Rob Lowe is a person. <laughs> um, so where's Carol at? So Carol is not happy like you've already covered off. Uh, she took part in the Tiger King because she was promised it would shine a light on the exploitation of wild animals in backyard zoos. She's dealing with rumour and innuendos about herself on a global scale. Writing yeah. on the website of a big cat rescue, Baskin denied any involvement in her husband's disappearance and she slammed the makers of Tiger King. There's a little bit of a quote there about what she said. Uh, but yeah, no, she's not happy at all. She's uh, she's not pleased, which you can't blame her at all. That's like another pleased. thing that I think they tried to course correct. All of a sudden, like this entire series didn't really tackle the care of animals since like episode one. Where they were all saying, nah, you treat your animals like shit. No, you treat your animals like shit. No, you treat your animals like shit. Like They all treat their animals like shit. <laughs> yeah. After that, they didn't care about the animals. In the last five minutes of the show, it's just there, like, I think the real victim of all this are all the big cats out there. <laughs> but it's like that people, yeah, people say the same thing about Joe, though. That it wasn't about the cats, it was about him. And it was about yeah. everything else that was going on. And it's true, because it's like that bit where that... Uh, Jeff Lowe holds that lion's head down. Really, if anyone had saw that, everyone would be absolutely triggered, the fact that you treat a wild animal like that. Mm-hmm. But it is kind of glossed over. It's like right at the end, isn't it? So Yeah. And to be honest, you don't see lots of video clips in this of like direct animal cruelty from the people that you're seeing on there. You obviously get pictures and stuff of it and... Uh, people talking about it but you you don't get too many direct this person doing this to this animal you get what i mean Mm -hmm. to that level anyway but yeah right uh doc antle so he's still running his institute of greatly endangered and rare species that's uh spelt his cult 
Yeah, that is actually called Tigers, Chris. Spells yep. out Tigers. Uh, he's not happy with Netflix either, as you covered off. Uh, it's salacious, outrageous, a ride through a television show produced to create drama just about Carol Baskin and Joe Exotic. Look, it's what the people wanted, mate. People are loving it. <laughs> he's definitely, like... I think he made my skin crawl more than anybody else in the show. Like, he seemed creepy from the beginning, and then when you find out that he's basically running a harem cult... Mm. Like, he was taking in, like, 18, 19-year-old girls and being there, just there, like, come look after my tigers. Also, if you sleep with me, you'll get paid more. Yeah, very, very weird. The fact all these people were living off, like, 100 or to $150 a week is, is mad. Jeff Lowe moved on from Joe Exotic's zoo to reopen his own, the Oklahoma Zoo. Uh, this new negative attention might mean he's met with some opposition. Take the tiger selfie above that he had with a tiger. Sorry, that's me reading directly from this article. People saying he needs to be in prison um, on the way to sell him rather than taking this tiger to the vets is more likely. Uh, Jeff is also unhappy with the way he was portrayed in the film. They touched on about 10% of his story. And he said, you know, the portrayal of us stealing the zoo from Joe was very unfair because we came back here to help him. Oh, no, they came there to help him and we got it back on its feet. He started a zoo with one of the other characters that we've been seeing, hadn't they? Something Stark, who they've now fallen out and Stark has pulled out and is, I believe, suing, uh, trying to sue maybe Jeff? the dealings with that zoo that they started to make together. Yeah, and that's it really in terms of the the main characters. That's where they're all at now. Basically, none of them are happy with Tiger King, but everyone that watches it loves it. So yeah, if that's not 2020 capitalism for you, I don't know what is. Also, one last plot twist that happened as well. Who do you think burnt down the studio in Alligator Pen? Um, hmm... So people seem to think that Joe did it to get rid of incriminating evidence. Joe was trying to point his finger at the documentary filmmaker, who also, by the way, had a documentary made about him a few years ago. Yeah, it's covered off in Tiger King. Yeah, uh, uh, but they don't really discuss what the documentary was about and yeah, stuff apparently yeah, he, he was like he, yeah he does like loads of drugs and he yeah they they cover it off yeah. in there oh yeah. do they yeah, okay yeah, yeah yeah so that was weird. So people think he did it, but it doesn't really make sense. Like, he did nothing but lose in that situation. Like, why would he burn it down? Apparently people are saying he got paid off, but there's no evidence at all for that. No. Like, like why would he... If he sold that show, he would have got millions, whereas why would he take quarter of a million to burn it all away? Like, he he was guaranteed millions. It had already been sold to a network. It was going to go live in a few months. Who doesn't keep backups of your work? People, if you work digitally, keep backups. I have this podcast backed up in three places, Chris. That's the way you got to do it. Like, my photos are all backed up in two different places. Yeah. And And on the cloud. And that is where we're going to leave it for this week, Chris. Definitely, Tiger King was not what I expected because I expected crazy and this just blew that out of proportion. <laughs> I think it's definitely worth a watch. I can't recommend it more than enough if you're currently in isolation and have zilch to do and you've finished everything on Netflix and for whatever reason you have not watched this yet, just just give you... I, I did it in an evening. To be fair, I started it at like five o'clock and finished it like late at night. Yeah, so... I finished it in one sitting as well. Obviously with quarantine and stuff like that, it's easy to just do like 
watch it all in the background while you're doing other stuff. Also, go on YouTube and just watch some of the videos about it. There's more information out there that didn't get covered if you want to make a different or more informed opinion. And also, some of the stuff coming out about it is hilarious. Yeah, there is a Tiger King rabbit hole to absolutely go down. But for now, Chris, we're going to cover that rabbit hole and leave it for another time. So where can people find this podcast? You can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or the places where you get your podcasts. Sam, where can you find us socially? Uh, We are at GetRealPod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can leave us messages. We sometimes put polls on about what we're going to cover off that week. So if you want to get involved and navigate the future of this podcast like a really good rpg game then absolutely do it <laughs> uh and then also on our email you can get in touch that is getrealpoduk at gmail.com also follow us and subscribe to us on youtube that's get real pod on youtube where the podcasts go live at the same time that they do every other time and maybe in the future we'll have some video versions not just instagram live yeah you can just see stills of our faces right now but If you want to see actual moving videos of our faces, that is going to be a thing in the near future, hopefully. Once we can not social distance anymore. Once we can actually sit in the same room. I mean, even if we can knock it down to one metre instead of two metres, I can can just get a one metre ruler and tape it between us. Yeah, we can get a one metre table. That's fine. Yeah, that'd be fine. Cool. Right. uh, We will see you next time. Bye, y'all. See you later, y'all. Bye, you cats and kittens. Uh, goddamn Carol Baskin!